0: Hey everybody! This is Scooter. Great way to help the podcast is just spread the word and let somebody else know that the podcast works for you. Hey, and tell them about your experience, whether it's someone in person that you work with or friend or family member, or if you're a member of an online community, uh, or you you know you, you see a place where people that can't sleep share or you know if you can't think anything and you see a sleep related article make sure to comment on there and say hey well this works for me this strange podcast and all those things might seem little but we grow this podcast one sleepless person at a time you know that 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 this podcast that that they enjoy uh and and that's what works on growing a podcast like this so that's that's things and it's a huge help and i appreciate it so thank you so much let's get on to the show All night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain. Whatever's racing has got you tossing and turning, whatever physically, mentally, or emotionally is keeping you from drifting off into dreamland, I'm going to try to distract you from that. It's going to be a safe place where you can, you know, lay those burdens aside. I'm going to reach my voice and my hand across the deep dark night. And, uh, you know, attempt to take your mind off of stuff. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, senseless pauses, uh, mumbles, uh, I'll stumble. The story will, uh, you know, say, well, Jesus, the st- it?" And, and hopefully at some point you'll say, oh, I'm, I'm falling asleep here. So the goals of the podcast, like I said, it's a safe place so you can just take some breaths, no pressure, no quizzes. I'm gonna to try to make you smile. I'm gonna to try to bring your attention in, but I'm, you know, I'm not gonna hold on to it. You know, kind of, I guess, like waves coming in and out. Uh, you know, when the shore, I guess, uh, here's here's a metaphor for you. Shore doesn't try to hold on to the waves. They just come in and they go back out. So you just be like the shore. I've called it, uh, what do I call it, you don't have to do any active listening, you don't have to do any uh, passive listening, you just do reflective listening, just like the shoreline of a nice beach, whether you prefer your beach ragged and jagged, uh, soft white sand or soft black sand. You say, well, I I prefer myself a coarser sand because I like to give myself a little sand. Well, you could have a coarser sand beach. You know, you could have a. You know, what about a little milky sand? How about a little? and, And just let the waves of my sounds, the sound waves of my sounds, come in and out your ears. You know, at first you'll say, okay. And, uh, you know, what I'm going to do is tell a story. I'm going to finish up this metaphor, and then I'm going to tell the tale of Lady Witchbeard, a little, our serial, ongoing serial story. And, you know, instead of thinking about whatever's going on with your body or whatever you were feeling today when you got home, even if it was a vague sense of unease, or just something you couldn't put your finger on, or if it's something specific that you're either feeling upset about or bent out of shape about, or you just can't stop thinking about trying to figure out what you're going to do about this or that, you know, let's take a breath and just let the waves, you know, I try to use these lulling, soothing tones, let them be like, you know, maybe we see, you see you're more of a, your voice is kind of like a, 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 not a not a bird of a paradise for sure, but you're not quite as bad as one of those, cl- c- you know, cawing or clucking birds that I have a distaste for. You're in more, and I'd say, you know, what my favorite bird in the sound is, uh, the morning dove. So maybe, and I say, when I hear that morning dove, it takes me to different uh, geographical in psychic places from my past, my grandmother's house. And sometimes it just instills in me a sense I say, you know, I like that sound. I don't know why it makes me feel good. Sometimes it does it just makes me feel safe and maybe that's what my voice and my hey, pointless meanders and I know some people would say, Jesus guy he really stresses me out. Well, I say, well, geez, okay, it's fine. You know, give this podcast a couple of tries. You don't have to listen to it. This is just my attempt, and it's not for everybody. You know, that's why there isn't, you know, that's why thus far my, mor- you know, the Morning Dove fan club, you know, the mo- I guess I shouldn't have called it the mourners, the mourners, but, you know, why well, I'm the only member. But, 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 you see, I'm sure if I had figured out how to get it on the Internet before I said, well... I'll just be here alone with my morning doves, you know. I don't know what I did. I actually, I was so down. I said, "Forget the whole thing. I'll just leave the morning doves to their business, and when I happen to hear 'em, I'll enjoy it." And I don't even know if anything I just said in there made any sense. I tried. I tried to. I tried to make it make sense. But I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be talking. You see, I'll start talking about something, and then I'll start talking about morning doves. And then I might start saying, I say, well, she you know, a morning dove. I say, what do you call that color of a morning dove? And how come they don't use it? Why do they call it space gray? Why can't they call it morning dove? You know, and they said, well, you know, pigeons are really, they ruined the, uh, uh, marketing ability of mourning doves, and I would say those pigeons, and they would say, "Well, we here is the society of morning bird, morning dove lovers," and I would say, "Well, that's a strange, that's even stranger than the mourners, you know, because of the in intonation," and they would say, w-, "And they would say, 'Good God, there's something wrong with you.'" And I would say, "Okay, anyway, go ahead with your point, morning dove lover." And I would say as a matter of fact I love morning doves, but I guess I wouldn't name my society the society of morning more, more. the society of morning dove appre- well appreciators doesn't fit, you're right. I say you're probably looking for a two syllable word and appreciators, too many syllables that, you know lovers, that's good. Two two syllables and it kind of gives a you know. Rumor. The society of morning dove fans yes only fans that can ends it on a down note i say what do you what do you think about the morning dove love society and they say that sounds like a 70s disco band i used to be in a chicken bomb bomb chicken bomb take it down to the morning dove take it down to the morning dove coo 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 Shout out, boo, 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 yeah! Uh, welcome to another, uh, welcome to the morning drive show on k The morning dove, all morning doves, all the time. I'm your friend, big, big, big dove, big dovey here, giving you the dove lovey here from k and then the meeting ended with me and the Morning Dove Society. It didn't go on from there. But I think their point was that, yeah, Apple would not name their phone, phone Morning Dove gray, gray, grayish because of pigeons. And I would say, well, pigeons got in a bad rap. I said, I, again, pigeons are... The so, so, first word I got a problem with those damn Canadian geese with the hissing. I would say, and the pooping. i say the pigeon... Is irritating, and I guess if you live in New York City, maybe they're most irritating there, but I mean, these Canadian geese, I'm sorry, I love Canada, I love Canadians, I love Drake, but, and I love, is Bieber Canadian or is he American? I think he's Canadian, you know, Thunder Bay, Canadian listeners, oh, I love you, Toronto, Montreal, Manitoba, Winnipeg, Nova Scotia, is that in Canada, uh, Vancouver, uh, Whistler, uh, the rest of that stuff up there. You got Montreal, so nice, they, you know, I'd like to go there and see some snowfall in Montreal. And maybe bring some, you know, maybe, maybe say, would, you, would I get stopped at the border if I had a car full of morning doves? Probably they'd let me into Canada. They say. Oh, I say, mon frère, me and my doves, we are going to perform as a snowboard festival. Uh, yes, 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 my friend. Oh, and they say, we speak French, you don't. And I would say, as yes, I do a uh, a French, you know, singamajig, here, yeah, my friend. Oh. And they would say, welcome to Canada. Please don't do that while you're here, American. But, you know, have a great day. And But then when I tried to get back in America, they probably wouldn't let me. They'd say, do well, you, you, you have papers? Say, she's just like in the movies, they'd say, papers, please. And I said, well, here's my license, sir. And they would say, what what the hell are all these birds doing in your... These are my pet morning doves. Uh, Morning doves are not a pet, sir. Uh, These are my morning dove friends. I'm I'm the head of the Morning Dove Lovers Society. Okay, sir, we're going to have to, you know... Actually, we can't allow you in. And this guy said, okay. Sorry, that's... that's, um, uh, You guys are going to be out of French... uh, a morning Dove show, and also I have a morning you know morning Dove disco band just a name and you know when beats two point five you know beats one they have when they come out with beats one and a half or beats pie three point one four you know I'm gonna have a show on there and you know you know one of the shows will be you know k Dove or k k you know whatever I'm gonna call it you know k Dove love after Dark where the doves call, come to coup. So you're going to let me in the country still? Sir, we've called the Canadian authorities. Okay, well, I'm just going to go. I said, well, you guys look like you're having a hard day. Would you want to hear some uh, morning doves make some noises? And they say, well, thanks. Yeah, we can't let you in the country, but we'd love it. And I say, okay. I said, you guys got to hear it when they, when they all do it, when the windows are up and down. And that's kind of like this podcast. You say, okay, wait, he went from a beach metaphor to a bird metaphor. And maybe I, and I say, yeah, he might have been asleep for it. But I'll I'll posit you this gamble. And yeah, maybe I just misuse the word posit. I, I'm not sure if during all that dove talk, and they say, first of all, Scooter, the morning, morning dove is not in the dove family, just so you know, it's a Carcassus Carcassian. And I was at least you could get dockers on the horn, morning dove gray dockers, you know, bird, bird poop proof. Anyway, I posit that maybe you didn't think about all the stuff that was running through your brain while I was talking this bird bird nonsense. And that's the goal of the podcast, and we're going to proceed right in from here. Into our uh, housekeeping, then into our serial story, Lady Witchbeard. I do this three nights a week, three different styles. We got our serial story on Thursday. Sunday night, we do a little Breaking Bad metastasis language learning sleep show. And Tuesday nights is a popery trending Twitter Tuesdays or different things. All to take your mind off stuff. All to give you some lulling, soothing tones, some dulls. Put you on, the, you know, my posse of doves and I. We pack the wings of pointlessness, and we'll carry you away. And that's what I want to do. I want to escort you across the threshold of sleep. And if I can, I want to, you know, be there for you, your boyfriend. Uh, believe it or not, there's a story coming up with lady, which way I spent, I spent seven days outlining it and re- re-outlining it and saying, well, this doesn't work. Because the more work I for put in, believe it or not, the more uh lulling and, and dulling and and I guess technically boring the stories can be. But also with a twinge of so you know, you see there is it's plot plot like plot, plot, plot. I wouldn't say it's plotty. It's kind of plotting. I'd say more, you say I forget how people use plot hopper, but if I said, if I had to use the word plot, I would say you're more of a plot hopper than, a, you know, than a plot. And I'd say it's fine, yeah, if, if, but if you can't sleep, you bet, you're you better off being with a plot hopper anyway. Uh, so that's it, I'm glad you're here. If you're first couple times here, yeah, this is definitely, uh, you know, we're... we're, we're uh, We're a little bit different. Uh, I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit uh, abnormal. That's fine with me. And I'll be here. I'll be doing my best. I'll be doing my damnedest, you know, to keep these birds calm so they don't distract me from the podcast, but then to keep the birds in your brain calm. And and like like I always say, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you found this podcast. I hope it works for you because I really hope I help you fall asleep. And, And thanks so much for stopping by and, and trying it out all right all right housekeeping we're on the web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com i hadn't said that fast in a while i don't know if the general's still out there listening but he liked it when i would say stuff fast uh you can comment on the website you can email me feedback at Com. they think that was still legible or whatever the audio version of legible is you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Deer Scooter, uh, or on Facebook's podcast. And uh, those are great ways. They try to post bloopers on there on Facebook and uh, Twitter and sleep articles and stuff like that. But any feedback you have, it'd be great. Uh, you can, older episodes are on our website, but the easiest way to get the podcast is subscribe to it in iTunes or a podcast app, and it'll come straight to you. Uh, we also have a, a secondary backup podcast on Wednesday and Monday nights uh, called "Sleep to Strange." That's on iTunes and other other pod. You should be able to get through any podcasting device, and that's the older episodes without the uh, introductions. So, if you know, just just in case you need backup or you don't like the introductions. Uh, what else? I want to thank Chris posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful. He does our music, and he's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer who do our artwork. Uh, we have a Facebook group if you want to join. the night's With uh, Podcast dot com slash nods n o d s, and that's where you can share stuff a little more privately about you know sleep issues or sleep stuff. And that's run by our lovely noderators, our volunteer noderators. Lida, Fly, Julie C., Rachel G, Jennifer B., and Laura. All there running that. And then thank yous. I want to thank, uh, over on Twitter, I want to thank Anna, Tammy Guns again, Julie C., Zachariah W., Hunter G., Rachel B., Christina Bina, Carla also, we had a Darla on Facebook, that's in advance, you know. My, so I just she's Carla and a Darla. That's nice. Van Graveyard, Bennett G, Catfish Billy H Maxwell, Jenny Wee, uh, our old buddy Jake, Samantha, Alice, Happy Mom, over on Facebook, Darla. Who, who's uh, said, hey check out this goat scooter. Uh Miriam F Laura, Michelle, Kathy, Lance, Cammy, our old buddy Erat Sela Sela, right? I mean, I'm working on it. A lot better than the I think that was the first time. I got a Yante finally, so uh Erat I think that's correct. Uh Christine Alexandra Bonnie for the emails. Another anonymous email, uh, that person, we were talking about my voice and stuff, so if they could email me back, that'd be great. I want to thank Maggie for her comments. I want to thank Maggie for her comments on the uh, on the website. And then iTunes reviews, if you want to review the uh, podcast, com slash iTunes. Uh, Some kind of genius, that's pretty nice. That's from a potential diamond buyer. So somebody's in the diamond market, folks. Uh, Amongst the plotless stories, Scooter Subtle, constant humor, shout-outs. It envelops a sense of community and home for me as an somniac. Thank you. That's very nice. You make me feel like a diamond in in the rough. And then speaking of rough, we got to... The bearded dude said, "I'm like a muttering cheech on drugs." I said, "Geez, that's a uh, uh, oxy isn't that an oxymoron or a double positive or whatever." And they didn't like the podcast. So we'll just say that. I don't know. That's two in a row. So should I have a warning at the beginning of the podcast? Like, warning: this podcast could put you to sleep, and it's run by a man who seemingly can't speak you know in complete sentences this you know stick right i don't know but anyway sorry muttering cheech you know probably stumbled on the podcast by accident too and you know she's i'm not on drugs believe it or not this is my natural condition which is maybe even scarier and then scoot me to sleep wow so we gotta scoot me to sleep scoots a meandering king uh, Scoots has a knack for snagging minds on the run and tricking them into following a meandering narrative, and that's what I do exactly. You know, so and I do mutter i mean, I do mutter. I mumble bear, you know. The character, Mumble Bear, was based on the real Scooter. You know, the character Mumble Bear was based on the real Scooter. When he we would try to talk to his neighbors, not even on the podcast, he mum speak up, son. What are you doing with that microphone, there, son? I was making a podcast about stuff. What would you say, son? So that's how that's how that's how Mumble Space sent me. I don't know if that has any points, ah, uh, but that's it. Uh, that's that's all the thank yous this week. Thank you all for your support so much. It could not do that. We're getting up to three three hundred episodes here. And I couldn't do without you, honestly. I've just, just been thinking a lot about how thankful how I've learned to be thankful and gratitude. You guys have taught me that. It's like symbi- this podcast is like symbi- a symbiotic city. And they say, well, geez, symbi- that's a state of, you know, it's not a, it's not a place it can't be a. Pl- okay, well, take your freaking Webster and hit the road because I'm calling this podcast Simba. You know, Sim 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 Simba, Simba Simba Town. That's too much like Barter Town. But uh, you know, I f- you you guys sleep and I feed and you're sleeping. You now that maybe I shouldn't. That sounds like more, but that's true. So, thank you all for the support, even those of you. Like I said, I don't care if if you're out there and you're the silent majority, and you just be if you you never reach out to me, that's fine. If you're listening to this podcast, it's helping you sleep and you enjoy it. I, I can get a, I get a general sense of that. You know, you don't got to email me. I appreciate everyone that does, but I'm saying you know don't you know don't 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 let your brain bites get on your case because you're just like, geez, I don't I just don't do that kind of stuff. That's fine too. I'm cool, we're, 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 more, we're more cool, you know, those of you that are outgoing and those of you that keep it to yourselves, I appreciate you all, thank you so much, and on to the show. All right, so we're back with another episode of Lady Witchbeard, and when we last left off, uh, what was going on was a uh, germ phage, I, I kind of disguised my name as phagey, because I realized... Well, like I guess I didn't realize that uh, my actions would have, you know, my attempts at heroism would have consequences. Because they attempted to hide the last stone for the pyramid they were building that would uh, technically centralize all magic in the, the planet Earth. And use it as a super weapon to destroy, the, Az- I think, the Aztec gods or as a deterrent. And I accidentally hit that stone uh, because I didn't want Cortez to get it. And then I went back to, then I left Cortez with a fake stone, went back to meet Montezuma. I guess I kind of forgot, I forgot to write it down on my hand, or maybe the rain washed it away, or my sweat. Uh, The whole reason I'd ran into Cortez was to kidnap him, no, I can't say kidnap, was to escort him to the Aztec gods and turn him over. As kind of like a, what do you call that thing, like a tribute? So they would leave everyone alone because they, they didn't like Cortez one bit. And Lady Witchbeard had double crossed me because her main concern was saving magic at all costs. I, I said, okay, maybe she, she, I guess she figures Cortez is more uh, likely to help her do that than me. And most of the time I was a goat, so it wasn't 100% my fault. It was my fault I turned into a goat. But it was my, you know, first time being a goat. So, you know, that, that puts a dent in your heroic. You know, you say, geez, well, geez, you used to have, you know, be able to throw a 20-sided die. Now that you're a goat, you got to throw that pyramid die. And I would say, hey, I can't even get that thing to roll right when I throw it. And as a matter of fact, when I first started, I never understood the whole crayon thing. And, and then once I did it, I couldn't, and then I didn't understand that you're supposed to wipe the crayon off. I mean, it took me till I was like, you know, in in, in I, I couldn't figure that out till recently, and then I took a tutorial, you know, uh, numbered dice with you know craning your numbered die. So yeah, I had a lot of issues with those diamond shape however many sides that is. What is that four sided die? See that? I you know I have got some elementary math skills. But I didn't have that many goat skills. I learned as I was going. But I got back. Montezuma said, "Where's Cortez?" I said, "Oops." And then he said, "The gods are going to be mad." And the gods launched an attack at the place where I hid the last stone for the pyramid, uh, ostensibly blowing up the the, the deterrent to keep the gods at bay. And we didn't have Cortez, so Montezuma was like, "They're going to strike right now." And I said, "Oh, I'll go. I'll figure it out." You know. I, my fault. Let me try to make it right. And then would you believe it, since I wasn't hindered by being a goat, I managed to get up there, and I did a little trick move on the gods because so, they were preparing for war. These are war gods. Apparently, the last battle they had with humankind was uh, Atlantis. And I guess as this has come up on the podcast before, that people from Atlantic, Atlantis... The rumor, at least in the podcast circles I run, which is just imaginary people in my brain, is that Atlanteans were pretty uppity and, you know, saw pretty highly of themselves. And in this case, you know, so the gods took, you know, did, you know took, took that continent out and they'd planned to do the same thing. But I did a little trick on them. You'd have to listen to the last episode. But, but you know, I, I, I fooled them. And then I said, well, you guys can't go and mess with the humans. But then there was still like the two big war god and goddess left, I think. But then I had uh, my buddy pretend he was another god. He was a god, but a different god. And then I smote at him. I think this is what happened. And then I told the gods to leave us. I don't think they fell for that, though. And then they said, listen, we're still going to—they said, go fix this. with And I said— And then I think they just kicked me out. I mean, I said, oh boy, this is going to be, this is a tough quest now or mission. Uh, So, more or less, they sent me back to Earth to, 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 because I said, well, I don't know if I'm, so I guess they don't want to be taken out by this pyramid. I don't know. They sent me back to fix my mistakes. And they said, well, that could take, you know, four or five lifetimes. You, you know, you, what is the deal with reincarnation. But, you know, I don't want to forget anything. I mean, that's my whole problem with this afterlife stuff, where we say, well, Jesus, well, I don't want to forget. You know, I don't want to be reincarnated. I want 100%, you know, total recall. And then the God said, we're talking about right now, get to work. And so then they sent me off. And that's where we leave off, sent by the gods, returned to earth, to fix stuff and I said you say yeah I, I know I don't know what the hell I'm going to do either but let's start the episode first so it's time for another tale, of Lady Witchbeard ha 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 yeah Lady Witchbeard that was that was Mr. Antonio Banderas holy crap that was sweet I think could you just do one more take, though? Just not as good, but well, my friend, I thought this was a lie. no, it's not live. I mean, uh, just come out, cause I, you keep making me look like a fool, blaming me. I just want to do the thing on the microphone and be done. I can't believe this was the time. Okay, okay, calm down, man. I'm just, you know, I love you. Oh, my friend, the tales of a lady with beard. He, he he yeah. Thank you. I right, thanks Antonio. Uh, did you bring your own cup? Because I said, you know, I, you took that cup last time. I told you not to come. I forgot to drive back to Los Angeles. Like you can't give me a water. Why well, I don't I don't have unlimited cups? I'm not. I'm not a Hollywood actor. You, you didn't bring your own cup. Okay. Anyway, tales the lady Witchbeard and Antonio Mendez. Thank you. Don't make that face at me, please. All right, so the guys they cast me out of their uh, turf. So it, I was I I'd, I'd landed not that far from the uh, pyramid and where Montezuma's, uh, uh city, which I didn't really get to see a lot of. But I was feeling I was I was really worried, I guess, because I was walking and I said, "Okay, all right, I gotta fix things." I'm, not, I'm still okay, so. But they got rid of the. So they got. And I said, I guess they I got to. I said, oh, I got to figure out some kind of strike a compromise, I guess, between Cortez and the, the Aztec gods. And. But Cortez is big on him. And I said, oh, man. And I said, plus well, Cortez, a sweet talk. Yeah, I said, he's going to talk his way out of it. And, you know, the more I thought about it, the worse I, f- I felt about my prospects. And then I said, well. And I said, I don't want, I don't want anybody to get even Cortez. I said these guys. And, and I said, well, maybe yeah, I could go. By. And I said, this isn't going to work because I'm not going to be able to get Cortez to agree to anything. And then the, what I'm going to end up doing is going back to those gods. And I said, I said, oh man. And I, honestly, I was like stuck, and I was walking and very, you know, kicking a stone, head down muttering to myself and I said, man, I really could use some help from like, I wish Lady Witchbeard didn't, and I heard some laughing and it kind of sounded like uh, similar to football soccer cheers, you know. Uh, like, guys singing, but it was, I think it was in Spanish. I don't know if it was in Spanish or something, but I said, what are those guys singing about? And then the next thing "You know, around the corner, and there they are, some drunken conquistadors. And they said, you know, I don't know how many people are like me, uh, avoiders and introverts and, like, where you stop short, you see somebody say, what was you? oh, my cell phone rang, excuse me but I didn't have a cell phone, and then I said, well, she says, it's, it's not a city situation where I could tuck in somewhere. And then they said, it's the germ. Blah, blah. And they gathered around me, and they they, were, they said, did you hear the good news, germ? And I said, well, and then they they were kind of, you know, they were pestering me. They were getting up in my face. And I said, what's the good news, guys? And they said, Chaz has saved the day. And I said, hooray. I said, what, what did he do? And he, they said, yeah, he's got the pyramid. You know, these guys were just to, to stop the gods. You know, say, you know, I think the TLDR thing is uh they were like, you know, he's gonna get get rid of these heathen gods, or you know, we dispelled it. I don't know something. And I said, well, Jesus. I said, well, I think they were under the that gods didn't exist, which is understandable, totally understandable. As uh, but they were, you know, they were a little bit, and, and they say, and I said, Jesus, and I said, you got that stone there, huh? And they said he had a giant carrying. And I said, "I said what? Is that some sort?" And they said, "Giant." And I said, "A giant carried the rock for Cortez." And I said, "They said a rhyming giant." And they said, "Rattle rattle or something." And I said, "Did you say Jason?" Br-? I said, well, "What?" And then they were saying there's going to be a huge wedding, and they were talking about Cortez. And I said, oh, yeah, is..." Two-. And I said, "Wait a second, two brides?" They said, two brides." And they said, yeah, "He's marrying lady." And they said, "It's a huge celebration. Even you're invited, Germ. Come on, come on." I said, "I don't even know what they are doing." And they said the sunset is, is, I don't know, I think they were having a wedding at sunset. Or maybe they said the stone cat, I don't know, I was irritated. But then they they kind of like, they said, well, let's teach us a little, and they were doing that. And I said, Oh man, dude. I said, These guys are on my case. They're going to, they're a little bit, but you know. And they said, You should be one of Core Chaz's bride. And I said, No, 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 guys, don't do this. I said, I don't want to be involved in this insulting me. And they said, Excuse me, excuse me. And then, and then they started. And then all of a sudden a voice came, a, a sundering giant's voice. I said, And he said, Uh, uh, Scooter. I mean, uh, uh what's the game? Fage Fage I'm here it's your friend DeAndre And he said DeAndre you sound so different I, I know I do I am your giant friend Scooter and I'm here to you be gone You conquistadors leave my friend alone Oh, thank you, DeAndre. You know, DeAndre, Scooter, you look so down, buddy. fa fa you look so down, buddy. Yeah, DeAndre. Actually, I need some help, Scooter. Come on. I mean, Fage, come on. Let's go up to the. let You've got to see the the giant celebration in preparation. Let's go sit here. And, 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 uh, we' mean, and then we start to walk. And this was DeAndre, the the. Uh, I think he was originally a hill giant, or a, but he was working in this cave. Uh, that like a threshold guardian type guy, protecting the cave. That went to the, where the magical pieces of the pyramid were. were uh, what do you call that? Uh, you know, rock quarried, quarried. Uh, but him and I, had so I become friends. So we sat and we looked up at the pyramid. And they were just setting the stone in place, and it had all sorts of really nice, beautiful, like so many beautiful flowers of every color. It was breathtaking. This giant pyramid in the late afternoon sun, you know, unweathered by time and then covered with flowers of uh, white and red and blues on uh, the wind carried uh, the sounds of celebration and music children laughing in in a sense of uh, of like tropical juices you know being made into some tasty stuff and, and in grilling and, and uh, fresh foods and I said oh man and he, he DeAndre saw. Him. he said "Scor, fage Phage, f- 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 uh, what's wrong buddy and he said well DeAndre I, I, DeAndre DeAndre right just what's wrong buddy and he said well DeAndre i i i i i here. i am kind and he said, he said, so my, so my, uh, the gods blew up my my home, my assignment. So that's why I helped Cortez move that stone. The one you hit is probably blown up there. And I said, I know that's part of why I messed up. And he said, Well, tell me more. He he, he says, tell me more. And I said, Okay, DeAndre. I said, well, I said that stone was supposed to go on the top of the pyramid, but the other one is. But as I said, uh. I said, did you meet a lady? He said, oh, Lady Witchbeard, she's so nice, oh. She's so pretty. Oh, germ. They said you sound a little bit like a, a different again, uh, DeAndre. But but anyway, yeah. A lady in which we Beard came because we were gonna try to stop Cortez, and he said, "Oh, Cortez is the best, buddy. He's so nice. He's so." And I said, "I know, I know. He's the best, especially if you don't have any jealousy, and you like you. Oh, you're a giant. What would you be? Oh, I'm so jealous of him. He's so handsome, and he has a beautiful marina." He can do a backflip. Did you know that, uh, Germ? He could do a backflip. And he sang and whistled while he did it. And I said, yeah, he can do a back. I said, he's that kind of guy that can do that kind of stuff, I know. And I said, but he's a conquistador. Uh, and I said, I'm sure you, you giants. I said, why, why were, were you guys ever chased out of your land by other giants? Well, mostly we do the chasing, you know, giants. I don't know, do you guys ever have any history with dwarves or... I'm sure el- elves are... Oh, no, we don't like elves. Scripture We don't like elves one bit. Not us. Uh... Okay, well, you guys, you see, Cortez is a conquistador. And he he's charming, he's handsome, he's smart. Uh, he's got a devilish wit... Uh, but he's got a devilish wit, you know what I mean? Oh, you, yeah, you got it. He he tells those jokes one night. we Okay, no, no, I don't need to hear any Cortez good stuff, but tell me what's got you so upset, buddy. And he said, well, well uh, the thing is, uh, Cortez believes in this one God, and the people here, I, I'm pretty sure that they each have their own belief systems depending on where they live around here. Oh, I, I, I totally, I understand what you're saying, and I said, I, I'm sure you, you giants have your own belief. I'm sure you giants have your own. Well, we believe in strong leadership like this, Cortez. That was, that's my what I believe in now. if germ. If germ. Did I read that? Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so uh, my fear, lady, which and I came here. Well, I, I was under the impression we came here to sap Cortez from, uh, I don't know. Well, what's got you the most down? What, what's your problem? What can I help you with right now? Well, the thing is that the guides, uh, the, 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 some of the guides from one of the belief the systems, they think they, they formulate through some sort of uh, belief energy, is the best metaphor I can come up with, you understand, so far. Oh, I kind of like the magic. Yeah, just just a bit like the magic. And uh, they, they're they going to try to stop Cortez, and, and originally Montezuma thought the, the pyramid could... Uh, uh, deter them from from getting anybody else damaged in the way uh, but then Lady Witchbeard and I we were trying to protect magic so we said well we'll just bring Cortez you know just so you know if you finish the pyramid wait then the magic would be centralized I said that could be dangerous Lady Witchbeard and I agreed the pyramid shouldn't be completed well, looks like you did that phage germ good job Yeah, by accident. And so we were going to bring court. So we didn't want them to finish the pyramid. Job done. So we were going to bring court. But but, but we were going to bring Cortez to the gods, uh, Montezuma's gods. uh, And then they would just leave everybody down here alone because they kind of been bullying the people. And I, I don't understand. I think they thought there'd be. I think they wanted to avoid a god based war. Or earth based god war between belief systems, you know where people fight over the belief systems. Oh dear you people would do such a thing? Well yeah yeah we yeah, we're humans, you know. We're 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 you know we're only human, we're bound to make our share of mistakes, we're only human. Plus giants were like a prize fighter, we walk in the fight, we gotta fight our uh, fight all alone. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so we were going to bring them Cortez uh, because we were afraid Cortez would get a hold of the pyramid. You know, I said, well, geez, I-, I wasn't too comfortable with giving Cortez up to anybody because I said, well, I don't know if that's unethical or Im- Im- immoral, but I wasn't comfortable with it. You know, oh, sco- oh yes, my Uh So I didn't want to just give, uh, yeah, I just couldn't do that. And so I told the so the gods sent me back to fix everything. I figured I would try to work out a truce between Cortez and the gods, but I don't think that's going to work, you know, because, uh, you, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh I understand, Germ, the phage, but so you were worried about Cortez having all the magic in the pyramid, right? But now the rock that would complete the pyramid is gone forever. Right. Right. So what what do you think will happen to the magic? I don't I don't know. Ideally it'll slowly drain from the pyramid. Uh or so- I don't know, I'd have to talk to Lady Witchbeard about that, but I'm sure uh i I know it had to be completed to be used as like a like a uh, you know a god based weapon system you know or whatever the god's main concern was that it wasn't topped with that last magical stone i i see you you just protected the stones oh I think you're right, I think you're right from what i overheard uh you know we visited the quarry and things, but uh, you know the keystone. Uh, yeah, it's worthless. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And we can sense the power in it now, but you're probably right, Germ. So that would solve the whole magic thing, right? And the whole war with the gods thing, right? Huh, well, yeah, you're right about that. And, uh, but Cortez is still going to go try to get everybody to convert. And he'll still want a battle with the gods. Yeah, but he won't be. He'll, he'll think he has this powerful thing to deter them. Well, isn't that the kind of thing that the gods love? A man overstepping his bounds, and then they know. Yes, yeah, so they could toy with him. They could, oh, German. They could. I better tell no, no. DeAndre, you gotta swear to me you can't tell anybody about this. The fate of this universe rests on us keeping this a secret, I think. Because uh, I think you're on to something. You're right. I said, geez, if we could get a hold of the gods, if we could run it by... Oh, so I could get a hold of one of the gods. One second, f- Germ. And then DeAndre just collapsed. And then he whistled. And the next thing you know, I, w- like, uh, I don't think it was, a w- it was like some sort of, I don't know, some sort of... Uh, a uh, lioness bird came, beautiful. Oh, so beautiful! And it was this goddess of war, and she landed. And she she she, she said, "Oh, what's up, tiandre Andre?" And he said, "Oh, hello there, my lady." And she said, "Why aren't you?" You know. And then they, they just did some chit chat. wasn't anything. uh, And then she he said uh, she said Phagey, how are you, Phagey? Oh, Phagey. And DeAndre laughed at that. And she said, you- you- you-, "You you you called for us?" And I said, "Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did." I said, G- "Good news, great news." And I said, "What would you prefer? If I just give you Cortez, you know, I know that's what you guys asked for." And I said, "Let me think about it." And then you take him up to heaven on your turf, and then he's kind of defeated, or it takes a little while for him to realize. He's dealing with a bunch of gods, and he's only human. He said, does that sound pretty fun to you? And she, she said, we, we we dislike this, uh, where you could have him, you know, you could, you know, they would have him up there, and eventually his will, you know, even though he's a pretty tough guy, it'd finally get to him. And she seemed like, okay. Well, that'd be pretty fun. And I said, "Well, let me pitch you on some other secrets here." I said, "You, you know, you can. I can trust you to keep your word because I'm going to give you exactly what you really want." And she said, "You, you know, you have my word." And I said, yeah, And he said, uh, "Scooter, I see. I, I am your witness." And I said, "We got a giant here that's a witness to this." And I, I said, "The," uh, I said, "What if?" I said, well, don't you love it when the fute don't you don't you gods talk about the futility of man all the time? Doesn't that stuff crack you up?" I said, "Like a hero who who becomes a goat, uh, you know." And she she was like she was like, "You you you were killing us, you know, with your idiocy." And I said, "Well, that's a little harsh." I said, "It was just a goat. It wasn't." Uh, and and she said, "Anyway," she said, "You did say goat of many colors, so you you, you did choose." to turn into a goat, just so you know. And I said, "Well, what was they gonna do? A boat, a float of many colors?" I said, uh, and she said, "You would have floated it." And I said, "No, no, a different kind of float that you, you guys don't know about here—a parade float wouldn't have done me any good." But I said, "What if I could tell you that uh, I got it set up so Cortez—the pyramid's not gonna work, but Cortez is gonna think it does, and then he'll spend all this time wondering why he's not." And I said, "You guys can act like." You're afraid of them, and then you know, do some natural. I said I don't want really any regular people getting hurt. I said, but you could mess up, and I said you could give them fake converts, and I said, he said, but but I said, what if I could keep that pyramid from working, forever? And I said, she said, DeAndre, is that possible? He said, very. He said, D- he's the only one that could do it. And I said, and then Cortez will have no power over you. And I said, all you got to do is just leave these people out of it. I said, don't you take him. Just, I said, just, you know, futility of man situation. And I said, you know, I hate to say this would be great if, you know, you could emasculate him. And I said, not, you know, just metaphorically and, you know, maybe heartbreak. You know, maybe he, he, gives, he is, you know. I said, you ever read any uh, Chaucer? He's big on cuckolds. I said, you know. And I said, No, no, I don't even want to wish that on poor Cortez. Uh, they said, Yeah, yeah, just, just mess with them. And she said, He, and she said, He, and she started going off. This I said, this is the kind of stuff that gods love. Good thing I almost failed out of school by minoring in classics. I said, I knew this would come. And you see, saving a whole universe here. And she said, "You have yourself a deal." And I said, "Okay." And then that was it. And I said, uh, "I said, oh, I don't have to sign it." And she said, "No, no, no." And we, and then she was, she was gone. And then DeAndre kind of pl- patted me on the back, and uh, and DeAndre s- s- said, uh, "Come on." And we went up uh, to this hidden part. He just like picked me up, and, and I didn't realize, he, I don't know, giant power stuff. And he put me on this part of the pyramid, like a middle section, and we overlooked uh, this unbelievably giant plaza uh, in between the, the village that Montezuma ran. And they were preparing for his celebration, but there in the middle of it was Cortez. And he was with, like, the party-planning-type people. And he was planning the wedding, and he just seemed he to, seemed like... Uh, well, I said, so ripe, you know, for this. I said, it gets, you know, back to miasma or whatever it is, you know. And I said, I left my, you know, bag of Greek, you know, Greek uh, jokes, but, you know, tragedy jokes. I, I never had one. And one day I'll craft some Greek tragedy and comedy jokes, you know, and I'll, you know, be like a, a new Aeschylus. And you know, when Scooter went into his new Aeschylus mode. Or that's what he called it. We, you know, we called it something different, but we always thought it was cute how he called him Pliny instead of Pliny. But anyway, uh, but Uh Cortez was there, and uh, he said, well, he's getting what he wants. You know, people were looking at him with adoration. He was kissing babies. The conquistadors and the people, of Ma- even Montezuma seemed like, uh, uh, Cortez had him like he was treating him as an equal, but also, you know, he, he I said, Man, that guy, I said, he is getting what he wants, and in some sense. And then I remembered the last thing the goddess said before she said, Well, at least this Cortez will be, you know, uh, what did she say? May I think that goddess, it's uh, you know, this at least he's a worthy opponent or something. And I looked down, I said, Well. And I think for Cortez, there's nothing he would want more than to fight some gods, you know, even though he wouldn't know it and I said, so he is kind of getting what he wants, but at least the gods will be there to check his power and then i then i then DeAndre pointed across the plaza on this other huge building, a huge stone building, and on top of it was Lady Witchbeard and Marina. And they seemed to be going through some sort of spell casting type lesson. They, but Lady Witchbeard, Marina's face was so concentrated, and Lady Witchbeard had it was in total teacher, you know, tutor teacher mode, you know, holding her hands and saying, "No, no, no, do it again." And but lady, they both seemed to be enjoying it so much, like Marina was absorbing it. And, and, and I don't even know how much time passed as I watched it. So it was like it was in slow motion. But just like something you'd see in like a, a kung fu movie, even though they're similar names, you know, Lady Witchbeard. I guess I don't know how old Lady Witchbeard would never ask. But I guess maybe Lady Witchbeard's older than Marina, but still. And then at some point, Cortez whistled, and, and Marina looked down, and she kind of bobbled what she was doing, and they locked eyes, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of feet apart. And he smiled, and of course his teeth almost glimmered. And I think even my I said, Jesus, did my heart just skip a beat? And then Marina smiled, and then my heart, and, and in other parts of me said, woo. And then I knew she was smiling at him, and, and it was like this, uh, I don't know, it was this intimate moment, a share of happiness. And, and also like an inside joke, like, love you, babe. No, love you more, mate. I don't know, but I said, wow. And DeAndre looked at me, cause he's, and I said, well, Marina's getting what she wants. And then he said, it looks like Lady Witchbeard is, too. And I said, "Well, maybe she knows, man." I said, "Well, magic's gonna be safe, I think." And the next thing you know, this bird comes, in, and I said, "Well, there's something weird about it. That bird, and it landed, and it had something clutched in its hands." And I said, Is this a bird from the original Clash of Titans? But it wasn't. It was, uh, I I think it was was a toucan, which I said, Wasn't I looking for toucans? And I said, Your name's Sam? And it had a toucan beak. It was a beautiful bird, but it collection in its claws was a a DVD case. And I picked up the case and it just said Interstellar. Uh, No special edition. I think maybe it was a blue I don't have a Blu-ray player, but I think it may have been a Blu-ray. I don't even know. But I said it, well, and 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 DeAndre said, "What's this?" And I said, "Well, my world's oh, all's well in the world I came from." And DeAndre said, "You're not from this world." And I said, "No." And I opened the DVD case, and it said there was a note in there from Lady Witchbeard, and I won't tell you what it said, but it basically said goodbye. And then I looked across again to see where Lady Witchbeard and Marina were, and they were gone. And they also said, Don't try to see me, you know, you'll never see me again. So it was a, But it was a. And then DeAndre said, What does this mean? And I said, I guess it means I'm kind of getting what I want uh, because my world is safe. And I, and I said, And DeAndre said, Well, how will you get back? And I said, Well,. I said, there's instructions in there on how to get back. It was a map to a, a cauldron that I was, you know, supposed to dive into. I mean, I told Andrei, uh, DeAndre that, but... And then DeAndre, he said, Sco- sc- sc- Germ, well, how do you don't seem like the the adventurer. How would you get yourself into this in the first place? And I said, It'll start it start started with this song in Lady Witchbeard. DeAndre, it's a long, long story. And he said, well, tell me about the song. And I said, it was the song I played for Lady Witchbeard, and she seemed entranced. And it was about Cortez, or non-Cortez down there. And he said, well, and I said, well, I'm not a good singer, but I said, it was, he came dancing across the water with his galleons and guns, uh, looking for the new world and the palace in the sun. And there was a... I mean, Deandre said, okay, on the shore lay Montezuma with his coca leaves and pearls. In his halls, he often wandered with his secrets to the worlds." And I reflected really quick with Deandre. I said, geez, this is like a, he said, it's says old song. I said, no, but I said, these things have happened now. They've taken place like... Cortez came across the water and took out our ship, grounding me and Lady Witchbeard here. And I said, and so he was looking for this place, this, this palace in the sun. And I said, in Montezuma, he, he has this stuff down there where he can see. And I said, I don't know, the secrets of the world down there. And I said, that probably isn't good that Cortez would have access to that, but he doesn't... I said, well, maybe it won't work right without all the magic. And then DeAndre said, well, Lady Witchbeard will be here. And I said, you're right. And he said, more of the song, please. And his subjects gathered around him like the leaves around a tree, In their cloaks of many colors for the angry gods to see. And the women all were beautiful, and the men stood straight. And the men stood straight and strong. They offered life in sacrifice, so that others could go on. And we sat there with silence for a while. And I said, "That's how these people have been living, DeAndre, in, in, in battle with these gods. Uh, some was just giving uh, giving their lives so that the other people." And he said, "I know, Germ." And then we looked at some of the people, and they were so beautiful and and, and, and not just of, of physical attributes. And DeAndre said, go. And I said, hate was just a legend. War was never known. The people worked together, and they lifted many stones. They carried them to the flatlands, and then DeAndre started pointing at himself. And they died along the way. But they built up with their bare hands what we still can't do today, and I touched myself. And then I said, He is just a legend war was never known. And then I looked at the people again and this giant pyramid and then DeAndre said, Is that it? I said, No, there's I said and I know she's living there. And she loves me to this day. And then he kind of started to cry a little bit, to be honest with you. And DeAndre knew why, you know. And he said, it's hard to say goodbye, isn't it? He goes, but you need to go, don't you? And he goes, Germ, I know you don't realize this, but maybe you did what you are supposed to do. And maybe this song was guiding you all along. And I said, yeah. And he goes, and Lady Witchbeard loves you, Germ. And he goes, maybe Marina loves you as a friend. And he goes, and I'm sure Lady Witchbeard loves you in some way. And I said, please don't say, and just not the way I wanted. And he said, well, we don't always, he goes, you know, look at all the good you did. And I said, mostly unintentionally. And he said, Jeremy, you've done your best. That's all you could do. And he said, can you finish this song? And I said, uh, he goes, uh, and I know she's living there. And she loves me to this day. I still can't remember when or how I lost my way. And DeAndre said, see, it's okay that you got lost, Jim, you did And I said, you're right, DeAndre. And he said, you know, there's a camp of people waiting down there uh, to say goodbye to you. You know, he he goes, goes, uh, they didn't want to come join the celebration. Until they were free of their obligation to germ a uh, coward and thief. Any point, and I saw the encampment of my original people I was leading, even the conquistadors were still there. So I said, Well, let's go say goodbye to them and, and, and. And they'll be safe. The only person who needs to worry right now is Cortez, and he's going to get what he wants, I guess. And we walked over to the camp, and the people started cheering German thief and and hugged me, and it it really felt good. And he said, what shall we do, you know, coward? And I said, said, you're new leaders here. They said, there's a great celebration. And they said, we've heard, but we've been waiting for you. And I said, you know, I want you to go to this celebration. I want you to take care of each other. And you'll be wary of this guy. Maybe just return home. I said, you don't have to convert to any religions. You don't want to. I said, just figure out your... And they said, what? And I said, never mind. I said, and they said, is that a giant? And then they got distracted. But then they cheered. Uh, mostly because DeAndre was giving the kids rides, and that was fun. I, I said, it feels a little bit like hanging with a Groot, but imagine. But then we say goodbye to each other. You know, it took a while, but that's boring. You know, goodbye. You know, a lot of coward and thief. You know, millions, You not millions, but you know, a lot of. Goodbye, coward! You coward and thief! And then uh I—I'll I, I, I be honest with you. I wanted to get one last look at Lady Witch and and Marina, 'cause I had fallen. I mean, let's be honest. I fell in love with both of them in some sense, or in in, in admiration or something with them. And you say, "Jesus, is this a polyamory... or poly crush? It's a poly crush. I don't know about polyamory, 'cause." Uh, poly whatever uh, were your forlornery. Instead of polyamory, it's poly forlornery. Uh, so DeAndre and I walk back towards the pyramid. And DeAndre was kind of humming the song, and he, he, was, uh, he says, Missing something, Germ. But I didn't realize he was talking about this song. I said, "You're right. Something is missing." And I, as I looked, I was looking for Lady Witcher who was missing. So then I kind of, but he was still kind of humming the song. And then I looked for Lady Witcher, and I saw her, and I saw her watching Cortez in some way. And then I looked down, and Cortez was at the, the center of the plaza, and he was just dancing with Marina. And it was like they were gliding on water. And I said, he came. I said, that's how the song ends, DeAndre. came dancing across the water. Cortez, Cortez. What a killer. And the words hung in the air. And DeAndre looked at me. And I looked at Lady Witchbeard, and she—I still couldn't read her. But I said, "I said there. I said I said I can't go anywhere." DeAndre, he said, "What do you mean, germ?" And I looked at Cortez, and I just saw something in his eyes that was more. I said, "This isn't about jealousy. A very bad man. This Cortez is, I believe, DeAndre. He's a killer, and." And he said, "Well, a killer smile. Look at these so good killer eyes." I said, "He's look like, at that face. He was what do you call that?" I said, "I think they call that a conquistador." I said, "His hair or his beard?" And he said, "Both." And I said, "Yeah." He said, "And he goes, what's that?" I said, "That's a pith helmet, I think, and that's a breastplate." Anyway, Deandre, I'm not leaving. I said, "There's no reason for a lady Witchbeard to stay here." Unless, unless she doesn't know, uh, either she's playing in something dangerous for her, or she doesn't know. And I said, i got to trust my good DeAndre. And he was just stuck in the lyrics, and he sang the song. I said, DeAndre, I'm trying to have a moment here of uh, certitude. But I said, well, geez, maybe this is a wrong uh, time. So I said, well, I'm not going home. And I took the, and I said, Jeez, I, I, I said, this is wrong and right at the same time. And I threw the Interstellar DVD case, uh, which I immediately I regretted because I said, well, geez, this is like when you leave, uh, you know, back to the future. If you, you know, left that Sports Illustrated or whatever, but then a, a, a toucan ate it when it was in the air. So I said, okay, that's good. But I just sat there and I watched Cortez glide with Marina, and I said to myself, you know, maybe, maybe there's just a thin line between. I know there's a thin line between love and hate and jealousy, and and I said, well, something's wrong. This, is, I said, Neil Young wouldn't write a whole song about a guy that might be bad. And I said, he's a very bad man. I can't leave here. But then, and then, and then DeAndre, he, he was just singing, and I was watching Cortez dance. And then I just got it was a warm afternoon, sun so warm. And I think we were we were on the top of the pyramid, so We were on that rock that warmed up. And I started to drift off because it was so. We said, man, I feel like a seal, like on a warm rock or something. And my bones started to relax, and snoo, snooey stuff started to relax and the smells on the air, the vibration of a happy crowd chattering and eating and and, and, and talking in, in all these different languages. and DeAndre's humming made of him. And a giant can hit a basso on a Nova or some sort of level, but it was just. Uh, and he started to drift away. And in uh, the seas of it, uh, I said, man, oh boy. But I, I, I didn't dream of anything but uh, the warm chattering noises and the, the heady scent of celebration and I drifted into a deep, relaxing sleep so warm and so relaxed that I needed it, my muscles started to unwind. And for for the time, I felt so okay with uh, DeAndre and the calmness of the crowd, and even the sounds of dancing and music calmed me. Good night.